Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the River Heights Buzz podcast. We're having a blast over here. We're on episode 50 today. We're your hosts. I'm Alexa. And I'm Candace. We got two special guests with us today. We have our lovely editor, Megan. Hey. Who you might know as Nancy Drew Collector. And Hugh, who you might know as ND Walkthroughs. <laughs> Just Nancy Walkthroughs. <laughs> oh yeah whatever you want to say ndw nd walkthroughs nancy drew walkthroughs anything works but uh that's the gist of it that is it don't mind us guys we're just laughing up a storm here i love that you Isn't started out, like mid laughter <laughs> what is professional have some fun sometimes guys i know right yeah <laughs> well Alexa, what are we discussing today? Today we will be talking about game number 14, Danger by Design. So my first question is, most recent playthrough for everybody, what level did you all play? Junior, Junior, probably. We were supposed to play it this time around, me and my boyfriend, because we were playing all of them on senior mode, but we didn't have the chance. But we will, so it will be on senior mode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the odd one out, and I went senior this time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, not me. I did junior. <laughs> I need the hints. I need all the help I can get. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I will go ahead and um, read a little description of this. So, um, like Alexa said, this is the 14th game in the Nancy Drew Adventure series. It is based on Nancy Drew Files number 30, Death by Design, which I have not read. I don't know if any of you all have read it, maybe. I read it in preparation for this, so I can do a little segment on it. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> okay, see, I mean, gold star, she's more prepared than us. <laughs> I would go so, that far. <laughs> um, so this is the first game to feature Nancy's desk, a new cover box design, and her interactive's new Nancy silhouette. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read a quick synopsis. Go undercover in Paris and unravel a case in style. You, as Nancy Drew, intern undercover in a prestigious fashion design studio in Paris. The lead designer, Manette, hasn't quite been herself lately, and her boss, who is a friend of your father's, asks Nancy to look into her odd behavior. Manette has fallen dangerously behind on her fashion projects, and her financial backers are very concerned about her ability to complete her work. She also hides behind a white mask and often throws tantrums, even irrationally firing several employees. Mysterious threats arrive at the old windmill studio and other troubles lurk in the underbelly of the City of Lights. Can you help Minette release her latest clothing line on time? Or will your sleuthing abroad meet in an unfashionable end? Lot to unpack. Nice. (laughs) So, um, I read that from, as Alexa knows, my favorite website, the Nancy Drew Wiki fandom website. Um, (laughs) And I saw something on here which I was not aware of. I don't know if it's ever mentioned in the game. I feel like it's not. But Manette's real name is Tammy Barnes. Manette's original name when they were designing her was supposed to be Tammy Barnes. And then uh, and then that was scrapped some at some point throughout development. So that was her that was gonna be her name, and then they changed it to Manette. Okay. Yeah. I saw I read that and I was just like, I don't remember hearing that. 
<laughs> anywhere. Fun yeah. fact, in the book, her name is Kim Daly. Kim Daly. Really? Mm-hmm. They, there are no names, like no characters in the book or in the game, at least not with the same names. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, speaking of characters, and this is a, a conversation that Alexa and I had previously, um, I don't like any of them in this game. <laughs> and that might be a hot take for some people, but I don't yeah, I don't sure. like any of them. I second that. I agree. This See, has never yeah. been one of my favorites. In I general. had to fight for the characters in this game when I was on the vote for Holt uh, character ranking. I don't know what it was, or game ranking thing. Um, I actually do like the characters in this game. Uh, I, I feel like they all have a great interconnected story in one way or another. And um, I I enjoy I mean, yeah, I enjoy talking to all of them, I think. Maybe not so much Manette, but the rest of them I do enjoy chatting I like with. the guy at the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, me. Uh, like him. <laughs> he got so <laughs> mad when Nancy was trying to say his name. I'm like, just... Just stop. <laughs> I know. Well, the, go was, Nancy was so stubborn about it. Nancy should also know better because she apparently took two years of French in school. So I know. Well, it's <laughs> it's fascinating. Like the her French in this game makes no sense because she can't pronounce uh, Jean Mi's last name, but she can read an entire letter in French at the spoilers uh, at the very end of the game, where there's like you can't translate it. It's just Nancy just going off, and you're like. Where'd that come from? And then, um, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really, 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 really weird. Okay, so this brings me to a real life question for our Canadian friends here. <laughs> um, <Hello. laughs> it's like split. It's like the Canadian yeah, are like U.S. Me and you are Canadian. Let's go. <laughs> two Americans versus two Canadians. Okay, so. Do you all, like, how much French do you all know, if any? Depends on where in Canada, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I personally know very little. My sister is studying to be a linguist, so she has a lot more French experience than I do. Um, but, yeah, it really depends. Like, if you're in uh, anywhere in Quebec, then there's going to be a lot of French, uh, French-speaking people there. Um, but they're kind of just scattered all over the place. I've got a, good, a really good friend of mine. His dad is very French. Um and he's got like the most French name. It's like amazing. Uh, I won't say it to dox him, but he's a he's a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Like I know uh, Très Petit, and that's about it. That's about it. I don't know much either. Like really, <laughs> um, you know, like in I've been to Ottawa a few times, and it's obviously like in Ottawa is the capital, um, and they know quite a few people. I think know French over there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have French classes in school? Like we had Spanish classes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I only took French up until grade eight or nine, but. Okay. Yeah. It's the same with me. It's like, because we only, it was only mandatory to grade nine. And then after yeah. grade nine, it was your choice if you wanted to keep going with it or if you wanted to stop. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. See, we only required when I was in school forever ago. Um, they only required <laughs> <laughs> they only required two years of a language, and Spanish was really our only option. And yeah. I took four years. I did all of high school. I took Spanish, and um, don't remember hardly anything. <laughs> I, 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 
kindergarten to like 10th grade, I think. But and I used to be really good at it because we had foreign exchange students, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I used to really try. Like I read the first Harry Potter book all the way in Spanish. Um, cool. Yeah. So like cool. I, I really did try and I always got really good grades. And like my dad would even um, speak to me in Spanish um, and he's not. Spanish at all. He's actually half Portuguese, but um, it's pretty similar language, but we would speak back and forth like that. And uh, then as soon as I graduated high school, that all fell by the wayside. (laughs) 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 Yep, I get that. (laughs) So I have a challenge for you guys, if you're up for it. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) Try saying Dieter's full name with a French accent. Oh, I don't even know how to do a French accent. Um, It'd be so embarrassing if I tried. <laughs> how would you do that? Because it's... I'm only, I'm only thinking of it in his accent. Which his accent throws me. Is he... Is it, like, kind of German? He's supposed to be German, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The accents are all over the place in this game. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> in a lot are. of games, yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of the people, the voice actors... Are they're all American, aren't they? Oh yeah, they yeah, have to be. Most likely. I mean, yeah. props for trying, but like, like, <laughs> <laughs> not questionable. I mean, yeah, like I I love her interactive, right? But when it came to casting several characters, I don't think they really tried like as hard as they could have, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. especially when it came to uh, games twenty three and twenty four where a lot of the Japanese accents were all over the place, and I'd say almost all of the German accents were all over the place, too. It was really rough. Um, and I don't know if that was just an issue on the actor's part, or if there just simply were no good German or Japanese-accented people in uh, in Washington at the time, or whatever it was. But That brings me to this question, and just your opinion or your thoughts do you think maybe it's because of the way that they put out the ads for these games where they made it as a very nondescript it's just a game not telling like who the main character is or anything like that do you think it's because of that and people really just didn't know what they were signing up for or what they were auditioning for and that's why they kind of stayed away from it maybe I don't think so. I think it has to do with the uh, the directing of the voices because they recorded, um, they would only, I think, have like a couple hours with each voice actor. I think each one was done in like three hours, three or four hours or something because, you know, there's a lot of dialogue in these games, but very, mm-hmm. like if you look through the game files, each character has between like 30 and 100 lines. Um if you're like a suspect, if you're Nancy, you've got like 30 pages or something, but very few characters actually have a ton of lines. So they really can, and quite often they would just bang out the lines like first first go. They would hardly ever redo a line because they simply just didn't have the time and the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of it was because of that. They're just like, all right, just say this and record, go. That was good. Maybe try it again like this. But very rarely, from my understanding, did they sit, ask a, an actor to try again. Interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, that's my uh, knowledge there. Now that we have thoroughly decimated the characters, <laughs> oh, I will maybe say we should get into gameplay. Um, Monique from like where you can, I guess, like at the park. She's supposed to be a female, but to me, she sounds so much like a man. <laughs> Wait, which one is that? Which booth? 
She's by the water, like, looking. Her back is to you. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, Is she a smoker, maybe? The other vendors, they (laughs) sell these things they pry from the muck of their basements. You know, it's... Like I think I think that was actually the same voice actor for Manette. I'm not gonna lie. It's either Monique think, or the other I girl. Think that, I think I did read that. Yeah. Did I read that? I think I read it on like the actual real Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, that probably was it, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think there were a couple characters that um were the same voice actor for well, a few of them. And they would do that all the time, where like yeah. they would be like, "Can you also do this voice?" And they'll like, "We'll pay a bit extra, can bang it out. That's one less person for us to look for, you know." Even so, cartoons do that pretty. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Well, even like I just look at The Simpsons. Like each actor voices like five to ten different oh. characters. Yeah. It's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess it would get really expensive if they had a different person for every single. Oh, it would day. get very expensive. Then you got to deal with like multiple contracts, multiple actors. Yeah. Like, all right, you got to come in at this time. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> and it's way funnier to have the same person voicing like ten characters too. It yeah. is, yeah. I'm sure it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, if that's your career, you know, I you are a voice actor. For it. Yeah. The first note that I have was that I really enjoyed the beginning kind of cutscene of Nancy going up the stairs into her bedroom, and I I remember thinking. That's like the coolest bedroom I've ever seen. <laughs> and I wish that my bedroom had looked like that when I was a teenager because it absolutely yeah. did not. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what I was saying um, when I was reading the description, we arrive in Paris. Um, I really liked the first, um, I guess you would call it like a cutscene, the very beginning, like it showed the outside of the windmill. And I, I felt like seeing that scene and with it kind of like cloudy and overcast, I thought it was going to be scarier mm. than it was. Like it kind of had that vibe at first, but then it really wasn't scary at all. Uh, the next thing I wrote was that Heather McKay puts up with a lot of crap. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I really think that her character can resonate with people who've ever had like a horrible boss, which I haven't had one that did like the crying and screaming and throwing things, but was- I did have a boss who was just so I'm not going to say lazy. I guess I would say needy mm. that like I would have to call her in the morning to wake her up. Oh my gosh. I would have just um, said, screw it. Like, I'm going to fire you, and then you take over the business. The bad thing is, is she was an attorney. And I I had to wake her up and get her going every day. So. Wow. Yeah. So I can relate to Heather in that aspect. Yeah. And then I um, thought, you know, right away we talked to Heather we get the list of chores. I mean, that that's kind of like the basic kind of cold open of most of these games. You know, you meet the first person that's kind of like your point of contact, and then you're immediately given a bunch of tasks to complete. Um, the first thing that I did was actually after I spoke with Heather, I went in and met Minette. And um, she talked about the dress that she was working on for the first lady. And then I had to make her tea for her. First part. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How is Manette able to breathe under that mask? Uh, she's um, breathes okay. through her ears. <laughs> there, there's not a, a like a slit for the mouth, was no. there? No, I don't think so. I didn't think they, so. Because don't they say like she keeps it on like all the time? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like if absolutely like nobody's around in the building, would then maybe she take it off or would she just keep it on just for the heck of it? Well, how is she going to drink the tea? I'm assuming she probably had to take it off. Mm-hmm. She might just lift it up a little bit or something, but. Yeah, maybe. I do want to really quickly say that uh, I was actually, or I think we were incorrect about the original name for Manette. Uh, it wasn't Tammy Barnes, it was Tammy Burns. Oh, okay. G-U-R-N-S. I think that applies to the color of her hair, I think, I would assume. Okay, okay, Auburn. Yeah, something like that. So that's that's my, my little thinking there. Anyways, just to just so some people who knew that before aren't, like, listening to this and screaming, it's Burns, you, you know, big fans and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Good call. Good call. Um, I was just going to say uh, Minette really said COVID safety in 2006. <laughs> she was the head of the curve. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that, but this game did come out in July of 2006. Yes, it did. Which feels like forever ago because it kind of was. Moving on so that I don't feel old. Uh, the next thing that I noticed was that Sunny June has been at our computer station. And that was the first of many references, I feel like, to several different games throughout this entire game, which I think that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, I mean, there's tons, and I'm probably missing some of them, but that's one off the top of my head. Um, when you're at that, like, at the park, I called it. I kept calling it a flea market. In my it felt like yeah. it's not an, an inaccurate description of it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, there was one time one of the booths had one of the spook arms from the haunted carousel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was. Uh, Hold on, I'm trying to think. Uh, if you do, if you're like paying attention to when you have to play that game as Manette, it's mm-hmm. Jane's game portal, Jane from Curse of Black Manor. Um, yep. And then some of the faces in there, one of them is um, Ranger Acres from Ghost Dogs and Moon Lake and Brady Armstrong's face from um, the final scene. There are so <laughs> many references in this game to past yeah. games. Like it's actually ridiculous. Like. Yeah, like you said, the spook arm you can get. Uh, there's also the garden gnome from Ghost Dogs of Moon Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the little uh, jade cube from Secret of the Scarlet Hand. There is, I think, a toy cat or something from what I believe is Secret of the Old Clock, possibly. Or maybe the little wooden plane. I'm not sure what it is. Um, and then there's also a Captain's Cove spoon you can get from someone. Um there was a shark toy at one of the booths. Was that from something? That would have been from the Haunted Carousel. Okay, that's what I thought. One of the games, or one of the prizes you could win on the Midway? Yeah, exa- that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, that is it. That's what um, I thought. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything other than that. Or maybe the, I think a to- the toy train is like a reference to Bloom and Canyon or something. Or I don't know, there's some stuffed animal in there somewhere that references Old Clock. Um, okay. It kind of makes me wonder why they did that with this game. Because I, I feel like there are several other games that have references to other games in the universe. But I feel like this one is a lot. Well, I a think, lot. yeah, there are definitely a lot. And I think part of it's because, you know, like Megan said, this is a bit of a flea market. Or was it Candace that said it? I don't know which one of you guys said it. Um, 
And so they just needed items on the table, right? So they're just like, let's look through our 3D asset folder, see what we've got and what memorable uh, little Easter eggs we can put in here. And like, I know the garden gnome, I think appears in ghost dogs and one or two other games. Um, and then the uh, Pakal cube, I think one of those faces appears in ransom of the seven ships. Um, so they, they reuse a lot of stuff. There's, Easter eggs. I think at least one in every single game. I love it. That's the yeah. I know it's great. It makes sense. <laughs> you know why reinvent the wheel if you don't have to? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. No, it makes sense for sure. Um, and of but course, no fans love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's probably one of my favorite things about this game is just that there's yeah. so many throwbacks. The next thing that happened to me was uh, someone slipping the note under the door for Minette, and Heather tells us to open it, and it's a threat with cutout letters, very much like um, Stay Tuned for Danger. Yeah. If Nancy and had just then, opened the door, she would have found the culprit. Fast enough. <laughs> if well, only Nancy can be a little little daft sometimes. Yeah, she's yeah. a little not too quick on the reflex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the point where we kind of start getting a little bit of a background story from Heather. Um, so she's just saying that um Minette has been getting these threatening letters and random phone calls. And there was like a week straight where she got um, dead flowers. Uh, so someone's out trying to send some kind of message. And so Minette has um, all the letters in this uh, box that has the design of a dodo bird on it to neutralize them, whatever that means. <laughs> So weird. And then uh, we find out that on the last day of her fall show was when she first showed up wearing that white mask. No one knows I've, why. I've got, I got potentially a theory for later, but I don't know if it's actually true, but I'll bring it up at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, and then at this point was when I started actually meeting other characters. So um, I think the first one that I met was Dieter. And I put, he's a photographer with a weird accent. That's, again, very, very <laughs> accurate. Um, and I had to do, actually, I would say the two tasks that I hated the most in this game were for him. Um, doing the photos. Mm-hmm which I hate. Um, the first time that I played this game ever, I kept dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not the only one. Yeah. Yep. Um, until I figured out the amazing life hack to get oh, yeah. through. Put sticky notes on each of the different things. Oh. Mm -hmm. I thought I was yeah. thinking you were say the Easter egg. No, the Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was Less thinking the, the sticky note thing, too. Oh, if you just... Uh... If you just flush it, the toilet real is quick. Is it 10 times? 10 times. Well, here's the thing. They, you can't just flush the toilet. You've got to actually look at the puzzle, back out, flush the toilet 10 times, and then look at the puzzle again. And she's like, there, all done. And then you've got everything in your inventory. That's it. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> no, I mean, I swear it saved me because otherwise I wasn't going to be able to finish this game. It's tough. Do you know if that works for the senior mode too? 
I believe it does because okay. yeah, you should because you get an Easter egg from it. So yeah, I, it's actually should, an Easter egg. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that is one of my best lifesavers in all the games. That and <laughs> um, the one in uh, Secret of Shadow Ranch where you mm. um, go forward to the wooden puzzle, like the magnet puzzle. Yeah back and forth like 10 times and then the wooden pieces disappear it's perfect yeah uh, did anyone else went like when you were doing the prints for Dieter did he like take you a while and he's like I can do this in a certain amount of time blah 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 I watched a video after I played just to see if there was anything that I missed and the person who was doing the video apparently was taking too long for Dieter's liking and yeah he was essentially roasting her yeah, that's what, that's what happened to me too because it took me a while to do it and i'm like Dieter, shut up <laughs> yeah i mean really though like you said that like you can die in that room like those chemicals are serious like i would rather be slow and get roasted for it than die yeah. you know that's just me but anyways Dieter should go roast himself yeah the next thing that he did was he let us borrow that really nice camera which seems weird because we're literally just some random person that's working for Minette and she's been known to fire people. So it's like, what if she fired Nancy? Like, what if he didn't get his camera back? Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like, it just seemed really weird that he's like, yeah, here, you can borrow my camera. Yeah. I mean, five minutes, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, the characters do that a lot in these games. They're just like, like even Yumi in Water's Edge. She's like, yeah, I, I don't know you, but here's the key to my apartment. I'm never going to ask for them back. Just so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like in this game, everybody hates each other. Yeah. <laughs> because Dieter doesn't like um, Jean-Michel, uh, who uh, is the one that sits at the cafe. And he doesn't mince words about it. Like, he is very adamant that he does not like him and vice versa. So I thought that was interesting. And then I didn't like Dieter because he strikes me as a character that's really full of himself. Cause he was talking about how Heather has a crush on him. Mm. Like, how do you know that? You don't know that. Of course he drove me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Oh, I went back to the flea market because I had to get the stuff for Minette and uh, talked to the one guy in the flea market that says that we can paint the pictures for money and we get 15 euros each. And I felt like this was a subtle jab at like American tourists because he said that Americans will buy the reproduction paintings like crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, savage. <laughs> I'm sure it's true, but geez. Genius. <laughs> like it's such a subtle jab. Um, and then I always preferred doing the Mona Lisa painting because I thought that one was easier. It is. So Minette is like, oh, go to the market, get me like stuff you know and i'm mm -hmm. like how would people know what like her vision is if she's nancy's just buying minette stuff well i think the whole thing was that where she's like designing for fuller figured women mm -hmm. that she wanted stuff that was like round is that right yeah, like but the idea for that puzzle was to look at the four items that she has already there, which is like a hubcap, a barrel, a stool, and like something else, like a bowl, or I don't know what it is. 
Um, you're supposed to look at those items, figure out kind of what qualities they have and the main qualities that they're round. Um, and I think because they really try and get you with this game because they're game designers, that's what they do. Uh, there are several round items that you can find. Like there's, a, um, there's a lava lamp, there's a can of coffee beans or something. There is another like wheel from a, a like a, I don't know, what do you call it? A wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, the film reel, a manhole cover, a whole bunch of stuff. And so now it's like up to you and the green rings. It's up to you to determine which of these actually is what Manette wants. Mm-hmm. You can probably just buy all of them and brute force it and then have less money. But And I found that too, like when Nancy was buying all this stuff, it's like she got the stuff for really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little fact here, actually. Uh, uh, in the strategy guide for the game that her interactive sells, uh, there is one, two little mistakes that they've gotten there. One item, I forget which one it is, uh, is actually, you can actually get it cheaper in the game than it says you can get it in the strategy guide, which is rather interesting. I forget which item it is, though. Um, and I think there's a spelling mistake during the cooking puzzle. I think they ask for backing soda instead of baking soda or something. I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, that was just a little thing. I've never bought any of the strategy guides because I figured... Oh, I love them. I figured, like... Um, game boomers exists. Yeah. Step by step walkthroughs. And you know, the, then the collector in me, the collector in me yeah. likes to have these like little booklets. They're so cool. Yep. Oh, man, that is cool. <laughs> so the next thing that I did was I met um, Jean Michel Trequenard. Trequenard, Trequenard. I hate his name. It's so hard for <laughs> me to say. Um, and I think it's interesting. Like he strikes me as someone, obviously, I mean, he's like, what is he? He's like a, he writes for a magazine. Yeah. For glam glam. So he's like super judgy and doesn't try to hide the fact that he like judges everybody. And I think it's interesting that he thinks the reason that Minette wears the mask is that she had bad plastic surgery. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I think that's, that's a fair judgment call. I mean, yeah. like, with Manette being as young as she is in the game, which she's like, I don't know, what, in her 20s or 30s? Um, for sure, with especially in her status, she's got a... It would, it would be okay to assume that she would feel maybe insecure about the way she looks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's also just sort of common like, among uh, just young women in general. Um yeah. Uh, anyways, but I think also his his persona is that it, like it is just that that he he's very judgmental of everybody and everything. Um, but that also comes with his experience in the industry, this specific industry in France, where the French can be stubborn. And um, this is, I think, it's actually quite cleverly written in the way or i think i thought he was cleverly written uh in multiple scenarios and uh really i i thought he suited his uh job title pretty well if that makes sense but um but yes he is he is very he is very judgmental of everything and then i think the next person that i met was um jj and i don't like her she yeah but she (laughs) made stuff up and Nancy's like, who the heck are you talking about? She's like, JJ, no, Gigi. Yeah. 
Um, and then she, to me, is just like your average kind of girly um, gossiper. Because she was talking about how she thinks that Dieter is out to get Minette because they dated and then Minette dumped him. Um, and then she also mentioned that Dieter has a snake in his office. I'm not sure if that's a euphemism or not. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, oh my, because I think she actually says boa constrictor, not snake. If she yes, said snake, yes. it would have been way worse. Yes. But saying boa constrictor, <laughs> I mean, that's like a yes. really big euphemism, or it's just like an actual boa constrictor. <laughs> you can feel free to edit that out, because that's not exactly PG, is it? <laughs> When well, I, listen, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like our target audience for this is people closer to our age, not necessarily <laughs> children. We don't really know many children that listen to podcasts. Uh, I know that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, I mean, we talk about the TV show, which is very adult. Oh, that is true. That is true oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that is okay. I'll give I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you. I'll still leave it up to you to keep that in or not. But we're, we're all adults here. We can talk about adult like things. <laughs> Yeah, we are all adults. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Whether they're clean or not. <laughs> uh, oh, my word. So I thought it could have been a funny jump scare when, and I'm kind of skipping around here, when we actually open up that passageway in Dieter's office if the snake was there and it, like, jumped out at you. Or you just see it, like, slithering behind the, the boards yeah. in the wall. Oh, that would have been so sick. Yeah, I think that's kind of a missed opportunity, but, you know, oh, well. Um, and then it was at this point that um, it felt like every time I would go back to the Mulan that the phone was ringing as soon as I'm walking in the door. Mm -hmm. Like, every time. And so at this point was when Prudence Rutherford called, which I really do like her. I do, too. Um, she kind of kind of reminds me along the same lines of, like, Professor Hotchkiss, just like a, a really eccentric old lady. Um and I love how she's yelling in the background the whole time. As I know. Like telling Nancy what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you think she's yelling at a dog, but she's yelling at her husband? That is one of my favorite things about yeah. her. She does it in The Phantom of Venice, too, and it just cracks me up. Super relatable. I don't so, know about um, you guys, but did her voice seem more like high-pitched and squeaky this time around? It did yeah. seem a little different. I mean, close enough that I'm. I think it was the same person, but yeah, it was a little different. Well, I, I can I can tell you why, and that's because when they originally brought Prudence in in uh, Scarlet Hand, I don't think they really thought they'd bring her back again. Uh, and then the voice actor for Prudence did come back to play her in this game and Phantom of Venice, uh, and has not returned since. Uh, because they haven't brought Prudence back. Um, but yeah, so it is the same voice actor, but mm -hmm. just because there's been like this time jump and they also have Prudence as more of an established character now, then they felt, well, let's really make Prudence Prudence. This is who she's going to be. Um, and I feel like with Scarlet Hand, they were kind of experimenting, like this is kind of what Prudence is going to sound like and well, yeah, just leave it as it is. Um, and then they really went all out with this game and... And Venice. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because I, I feel like the first few games are you're really kind of testing the waters with your audience of mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't work. 
Um, and so I could see how a really kind of out there character like Prudence could be seen as a risk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is when Minette was playing the game. And um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, she wasn't going to go back to work until she got the highest score. And she's so focused on that game, yet she doesn't realize that she wasn't the one that actually got the highest score. It just showed up. I don't know how that works. That's not how <laughs> multiplayer games work. Usually, yeah. if you're signed in already and you sign in again somewhere else, it's going to boost you out unless it's like Gmail or something, right? Yeah. And so it makes no sense um, nope. unless Jane works for Google, and this is just a product of Google that we don't know about. There is no <laughs> reason why Minette should stay, uh, stay signed in. And like, is she like mid game and all that? It just comes up like, you won. And she's like, oh my gosh, Heather, I did it. I won. <laughs> but so then again, she's so out of touch and weird <laughs> that it does kind of make sense. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's too far gone. <laughs> she probably blinked and like during the time that she had her eyes shut and then opened it again, like it all just happened. And she probably thought, I did it. And then that was it. Can we maybe just <laughs> well through a mask? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Can we all agree that Minette is a nut job? She say that again, tenfold. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, even yeah. Nancy admits it too. Like when I'm kind of jumping ahead here, where Nancy gets the cockroaches. Yeah. And then Minette leaves, and Nancy just calls her a nut job. Yeah, she counts down from ten. What a nut yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when Nancy's like so done with her. <laughs> Not for drama hair anymore. <laughs> oh, I get I that. Uh, so at this point, I was talking to Heather again, and she mentioned that she had gone to school in Rhode Island and that she already kind of considers herself a fashion designer, which I mean, I get it because she has like her own drawings and stuff. So it makes right. sense. Um, and then it was at this point that Minette finally finished the designs and she was freaking out because she needed JJ there. So, JJ or Gigi? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so. Um, it's at this point that we have to go and get her and then we have to make the cookies. And there's also a hack with this as well. And I was mm -hmm. curious if any of you all knew what the hack was for the cookies. Molasses. <laughs> yes. But another one. Yeah. It has to do with uh, a little, little herb that has gone very low in stock in France. And there Wait, are two. Again, I feel like, you know, ahead of the time of having stuff out of stock i know yeah it's amazing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no this the mint is hidden in two different places i say hidden uh it's hidden in one place and very obviously found in another place for a far higher price yeah 50 euros like it's ridiculous come on it's mint yeah <laughs> that's what they're saying it's mint this is the most mint mint you'll ever see it's in mint condition I'm never gonna say this again <laughs> Right. It's a horrible joke, but it's good at the same time. Yeah, it's not too bad, eh? <laughs> um, so yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, you can actually order, is it just ice cream that you order at the cafe? And it comes with a sprig of mint on uh, it. Fresh sprig of mint. Very refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> just take that and uh there you go. When I re I remember playing this game the first time and this was something that really tripped me up was um the measurements for everything because oh, yeah. as we know, there's a very certain thing that happens when you cook the cookies right, it turns up on the edges. And so I cooked these cookies, I don't even know how many times. <laughs> and I kept putting it wrong. Oh no. 
every single time before I finally figured out my conversions and what I was doing wrong. Um, so like I said, the edges turn up and then, um, the next thing that I did was I had gotten, um, phone numbers from, uh, Jean-Michel and I tried calling that Hugo Butterly, who is like Minette's arch enemy in the design world. And he was trying to send moldy cheese to someone. (laughs) Oh, it's genius. into the phone because he didn't know who he was talking to and so it made me wonder if that was something he was trying to do to Minette uh, it's possible maybe or if he had beef with someone else yeah well Which I'm I, sure I'm yeah I'm sure knowing yeah. him like he's a very egotistical character right so yeah. I think I think knowing him it could it could have been Minette it could have been anybody else mm-hmm. yeah I think that's like that's up to you yeah it's up to you, Nancy Drew. Like I said, JJ's gone. So this is when I got to do a little snooping, which is my favorite thing. And this is something that's never resolved, at least that I'm aware of, of why JJ has books on electrical engineering. It can be resolved. It is a very difficult process to get those conversations uh, to show up. Okay. Uh, and Argo Fump has a video on it, but is from what I can't remember this super well, but I think, I think she actually has like an engineering degree or something from MIT. Um, and she like she I don't know. There's this whole like electrical thing, and those books are meant the books are meant uh, to try and point the blame of the. Uh, I'm jumping around here. Uh, the paint bomb uh, on uh, on JJ, because that's a very you know, technical thing. So it would make sense that someone with that kind of expertise would have crafted that, put it on there and known exactly how to wire it together. Um, and so that's what the books are there for. Uh, and again, I've got no idea how to actually trigger the conversations to resolve that, but it can be resolved. Okay. Yeah. I figured that it was placed there as like a red herring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just well, fair enough. Yeah. To place the doubt in the player's mind that maybe it could be JJ. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I, I feel like it would be easy to come to that conclusion that it could have been her just mm. because how she so easily tells lies, like about mm. the thing. Like if you call her out and say that you don't believe what she said, then she admits that she lied. Like yeah. why what's what's the point? So she was sketchy yeah. in the beginning to me, but that that was just me. I went back to the windmill at this point. Phone was ringing, of course, like it always does. <laughs> and it was the random person calling for Minette. But Nancy is a baddie and stood her ground and said she wasn't going to pass the phone off to Minette. And so I thought that was really strange. And then at this point, Heather had left a note for Nancy that she had to go run errands. And so I was able to do a little snooping. And I'm curious, there's a way to get her fired, right? To get Heather fired? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, there is. Okay. I didn't do it this time, but uh, Alexa, did you? Yeah, I did. (laughs) So does she come back and like call you out on it or what happens? So Nancy goes, like obviously Heather admits like she sent one of the notes. And then, so Nancy tells Manette and then, so Nancy goes out, she comes back. And then Heather calls and she's like, thanks a lot. You got me fired. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> and then now it's all up to Nancy to manage 
Minette and all her mood swings. <laughs> I mean, I get that. And I, I get how she could be mad because it was it was kind of a two-faced thing to do if you go that route. But it's like earlier she said that she would go out on her own when she got fired. So yeah. we're just moving the process along a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it's, well, it's like that. Whether you get Heather fired or not, it's totally up to you, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, because like this playthrough, I didn't do it. But I still was able to to finish and do what I needed to do. So I think that's interesting. Um, just one of the many ways that, you know, it proves that everybody has different gameplay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't eat, like you said, I didn't even realize that you can totally find out why there's electrical engineering. But had no exactly, yeah. I've played this game, I don't even know how many times. Probably <laughs> at least five or six times. Yeah. And I've never, never come across that. Yeah. And then at this point, I went back to the park, and that's when I saw Dieter sitting on the bench looking suspicious or confused or constipated. I couldn't quite figure out. Um, Are he's confused about being constipated? I mean, it, it was just, it was really weird. He was, like, side-eyeing, and it was strange. He left the, um, like, timepiece. And then I went back to talk to him in his office, and, of course, he's pretending to be in the dark room like he's busy probably just moving stuff around and they're not actually doing anything. Um, and then that was when I was able to open the secret area in his office that had like the wall of clocks. It made me go a little cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, and then there was the an actual secret passageway that he knew nothing about. There was the book that Nancy found that had like the pictures of the disc on it that reminded her of the ones in the windmill. I think that's what I saw next. And then I left from there, went back to Minette's, and then that's when the bugs mm. were loose. So I had to get all the bugs, which took me a while. Um, and that really bugged me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... You have so many puns for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Um <laughs> And then I think it was at this point that I had talked to that historian that had called in the very beginning part of the game, wanting to talk to Manette. And I got more of the history of it. And this is um, the time in all Nancy Drew games where we get a little educational um, talking about the French and the German and mm. how um, the woman that was uh, that had the obituary that Dieter had had lived in um, the Mulan and she at one time was a director of public works. She had worked during the day for the Germans and at night for the French. So was she double crosser? Really wasn't known at first. Um, and then turns out she was dating someone that obviously with the last name of von Schwesterkronk had to be related to Dieter. <laughs> I mean. It's so specific. Like oddly specific. Um, and then she was thought to have stolen artwork. Um, so it really wasn't known during the, her lifetime if she was actually good or if she was bad. There's a lot of kind of unknown. And then at that point, I went and talked to Jean-Michel and he mentions that JJ was tricked into her contract with uh, Minette. Do we ever find out more about that and what he meant? Not that I'm aware of. I don't. I didn't think so. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe, but yeah. And then Nancy was asking about the picture from the article in the 
uh, Glam Glam magazine. And then in order to see that, of course, nothing is free. You have to do something for something. Mm-hmm. So that was when we had to do the parfaits, which honestly, I really enjoy any time that we get to do anything cooking wise in any of the games. It's a lot but, of fun. Yeah, like oh. I, I really enjoy that. Everybody always says how much they love the cooking parts in the games. And for some reason, I just don't like them that much. Really? <laughs> That's totally why. fair. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, there's there's a few that I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, for the most part, I, I gener- generally enjoy it. Um, yeah. Anyways, I was just going to say, all uh, of the tourists who come and get the parfaits are all voiced by Robert Riedel, who was, at the time, the executive producer at Her Interactive. Oh, interesting. And he's a big history buff. He, uh, I think he f- uh, fluently speaks French as well. And so he was... Uh, I, I, my my guess is that he was like super giddy about working on this one because uh, it was in <laughs> France. Um, but he also yeah he's he's a huge history buff. He loves uh, foreign languages. He loves all that stuff. Um, he will play Scrabble with you in French, from what I've heard. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so he's he's all into that stuff. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So we finished doing the parfaits, and then we see like the full uncropped picture of Manette. And in the background, you notice that there's no red paint. So then at that point, I went back to Dieter and he's still pretending to be busy in the dark room. And then this is the task that I always hate the most (laughs) in in the Drew game, having to take pictures. That's a a fun one. Like what? One, two, three, four, five, six, like six pictures you got to take. I know, but like it it never fails that I always crop one wrong or (laughs) just have it... (laughs) just slightly out of focus that I have to redo it. And it really bothers me. I think the one that bothers me the most is probably in um, mornings at Waverly Academy, because that one is particular about like zooming in and cropping and all that. It's brutal. Or if you catch someone blinking, like, yeah, just cannot deal. (laughs) This was at the point where I went to the park again and realized that one of those booths had the decoder but the guy says that it's not for sale, but then decides that he'll trade it for that 1968 wine. I called the guy from the article in JJ's place and asked about the hazelnut symbol. Zoo. Zoo. Mm-hmm. But then he wanted JJ's autograph. Mm-hmm. So I had to get it by playing hangman with her, which I never won ever <laughs> any of the games. And I played like a bunch. But I feel like with her choosing six-letter words, like there's but, so like, many options. Yeah, but like when you when you unlock the puzzle uh, where you have to write "Zoo, my love, Jing," like mm-hmm. that. Um, at least the, I know the first time that you have a chance to do that, if you just spell it out right away, you I'm pretty sure you're guaranteed to win every time. Because I have uh, I've never personally lost Hangman, uh, with that puzzle, but. Or with the like having to spell Zoom I Love Jing, but Rubbing if you do it arbitrarily, then I, I know, right? God. <laughs> Hugh the master. <laughs> I love this game so much. You have no idea. Aww. I just I think it's so much fun and I love the ambiance and I love the way it looks, the way it sounds, the music is so good. I just I love it all. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm gonna ask you a little bit further about that. I can't wait end, to hear it. Which we're we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> um so I finally I'm able to get all the pictures for Dieter, hating it the whole time. And Nancy finally asks him about the obituary that he was carrying. And we do find out that Noisette was uh, seeing Dieter's great uncle 
Um, and then he was given a puzzle and now Dieter has it and he's tried to solve it, but just can't do it. So he gives it to Nancy. Um, and then he admits that he started dating Minette because of how um, his great uncle's girlfriend had lived in the Mulan for so long. And he thought that was where the artwork was hidden. If she had in fact taken any, which, you know, some people at this point still didn't think she had. Some people did think she had. But um, turns out that although he had ulterior motives at first, he ended up falling in love with Minette. And then, of course, was devastated when she broke up with him. Do we ever find out why she broke up with him? Again, I think I thought that got revealed at some point if you search far enough. But I yeah, I can't remember. I honestly okay. can't remember. I wasn't sure. Uh, this was when... I went back to the park and started moving the artwork that's there. And then um, I ended up going in like the place where you get in the water and finding the wine bottle and then trading that for the decoder. And then I went back to the windmill and that's when the paint bomb was on the door. This was like end game pretty much at this point. Found the artwork, which ended up being beautiful stained glass that came from various different churches. And we find out that uh, Noiset was actually not like a double crosser spy kind of person. She was saving that stuff just so it didn't get damaged in the war, which I mean, I, you know, that's a good reason to do it. That's fair enough. I just searched up why Minette broke up with Dieter. Oh, really? On your Nancy Drew Bible, Candace. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy Drew Vicky Pitt. (laughs) <laughs> so, so it was because like obviously Minette's so far behind on like the designs and all that stuff and so the threats were coming you know urging her to work faster and she also had a break up with Dieter von Schwesterkronk because of the stress okay that <laughs> there makes you sense. Go. and so like I said this is really uh end game Nancy overhears Minette talking to some people and we find out that she's actually working for spies and that that dress that she was designing for the first lady was actually wired so that people could overhear anything she was saying because she was going to wear it to uh, this really important event. And then this was really anticlimactic for me. The fight, I'm using air quotes, the fight scene between Nancy and Nanette is just weird. It's yeah. not too bad, is it? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like the heart pounding kind of ending that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. I feel right. Um, so that one was a little off-putting for me. Um, but then we finally find out why she's been wearing the mask. And I feel like it's such a, (laughs) it's such a common reason Mm. that she got a tattoo on her face. Of an Um, alioid. Okay. So here's my little thing. So we know that Sunny June was there before Nancy was. Mm-hmm. Did Min- did Minette get the alien tattoo on her face because Sunny was so in love with aliens? I just I can't help but think that maybe they were hanging out after work one day and got drunk. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, thought it would be a really great idea to get a tattoo. <laughs> and maybe Minette was having a love affair with Sunny June when she was dating oh. Dieter. I mean, possible. Who knows? She's crazy. So, yeah. Interesting ending. Like I said, the fighting 
if you can even call it that for me, was really strange. This just kind of hits like, don't hate it, but I don't love it. That's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty average review of the game too. Like that's yeah. that's what a lot of people say about it. Not the best, but definitely not the worst. So, Agre- yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'll I'll just leave it at that. But um, we have gotten to my favorite part, discussing the games where I talk about how you can die. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know, keeping it really light and and nice for the podcast. Um, so there are um, a limited number of ways, and I'm getting this information. I always butcher this website. It's like atanel.org, A-T-A-N-I-E-L.org. So here's the very brief list. Uh, you can be killed by an explosion if you're not careful with the chemicals in the dark room. Mm-hmm. And there are times. <laughs> um, you can drown if you let Nancy run out of air while you're exploring underwater. Done that. <laughs> why um, did she not? Why was there no oxygen tank available? Is my question. Yeah, I mean, you had the wetsuit and you had to pay, you know, quite a bit of euros for it. So, <laughs> of course, you can be killed, I guess, by um, Minette if you let her beat you up, which I would be really. Mm embarrassed by with her moves were not anything special you can lose the game without dying if nancy fails to answer the phone quickly enough to please minette mm-hmm. uh, if you bother minette twice while she says that she's busy uh if you fail to defuse the paint bomb in time if you get caught by the police while exploring the catacombs which exploring the cat- catacombs creepy or and this one really gets me i've never done this one but apparently, if you get sucked down the drain while exploring underwater. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so when you go to get the Mouton Fuete, uh, that fan, you can get, like, pulled uh, right into that. Yeah. I that is terrifying. It's pretty spooky. Oh, my God. <laughs> Death yeah. by suction. Yeah. Like, Which is so weird. That's, oh, God. No, I've never done that. I think that's one of the only ones that I, the only ways that I haven't died out of all of those. But yeah, I mean, like I said, overall, kind of middle of the road for me. Uh, it definitely wouldn't make like a top five list of favorite games for me personally. Yeah, no, but, it wouldn't, not me either. I do really love it, but yeah, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's top 10 for me. Yeah. I will say it's really nostalgic for me though. Mm. Like, I, I feel like this was, like, the good era of games. Yeah. So it, it holds a place in my heart for that. Yeah. Um, and definitely replayable, uh, just because of the various different ways that you can play the game differently, um, which mm-hmm. I think is a really big strength. But, yeah, just middle of the road for me. No, but, that's fair. Uh, that's totally fair. The part of the episode where we compare the game with the book it's based on. So the book came out in 1988, and to refresh your memory, it's Death by Design, number 30 of the Nancy Defile series. It takes place during November, so it's kind of a nice winter read. So it starts out where, like, Nancy is not going to meet the fashion designer, like, undercover. Like, they know she's there to solve the case, because George meets her at um, a skating finals event in Chicago, and Kim tells her that she's getting death threats. And so George persuades her to call Nancy about it. And then Nancy heads to Chicago to solve the case. So it does not take place in Paris. Interesting. Yeah. George is on a sailing trip. So Bess goes with her instead. And Kim is a teen clothing line designer. While in the game, Manette is a plus size clothing designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does not wear the mask. That is not a thing in the book. Right. Yeah. And there's no like studio, like fashion design studio in the book. They do it, the whole thing at this place called the Hamilton Hotel 
which is completely fictitious. And like the whole thing almost takes place there. Hmm. The personality of Kim is pretty similar to Minette though. The big main point of this thing is that Nancy accidentally drinks poison that from the culprit that was meant for Kim. And she receives a note where the culprit lets her know that she accidentally consumed this poison and that she only has 72 hours to live. Oh, yeah. So the hospital tests can't figure out what the poison is. So Nancy has to find the poisoner herself and the antidote before the 72 hours are up. So she's like so sick this wow. entire time. Oh. She keeps going. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I really like that part. Now, there is a trigger warning that the ending is pretty dark. Like, I'm not going to give spoilers to who it is, so you can, like, still read it. But the culprit literally attempts suicide. Um, so if you do read it, like, it's a dark one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, like, keeps you on your toes, though. Like, I really enjoyed the book, but the ending is a lot different. Like, the whole thing is pretty different, so. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Alexa, yeah. we got to start reading these books. I told you the part that I read <laughs> so ridiculous. Now, one that's very similar is Stay Tuned for Danger, I have to say. It's very good, but, like, the culprit is way more psychotic. Like, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I no, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have read that one. Okay. Um, yeah. I like that one. It's interesting because there are some lines that they took straight from the book and put in the game. That, yeah, it's one of the most close ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Quite a few yeah. different lines. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Alexa, we got to start reading that series because I'm telling you, man, it's so different than yeah. the flashlight version. It's <laughs> so good. And it's so much easer to reread as an adult. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. We'll fun. get there. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Don't know when, but holy crap, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. I feel like this has been one of our more lively ones. That This is my favorite one, easily. Yeah, I feel like this one is so informative because Megan yeah. and you, you guys are like, <laughs> you guys know so much about like the Nancy Drew universe stuff. And it's like, Well, awesome. Megan's got her hands in both the books and the games. Like she's got you all that covered. You are in the games than me, though. <laughs> yeah, but at least, at least you've got, like, at least you've read the books. I've only read the first five books. That's... And like oh, the other one, the it. the satin mask, where we did that. I think it was I episode nineteen. Send, I will literally send you books to read, like maybe even one <laughs> for the I, game. I'm I'm working on collecting them. I've got I think most of the first fifty six. I'm missing like seven of them, um, mm -hmm. and then I need I want to get all the books that are um, that the games are based off of as well. Do uh, you have like, for those? Do you still need like most of them or? I'll have to double check uh yeah i'd have to double check because what, what i want to do is uh well i can't actually say that i'm working on a little project that i'm not going to talk about right now but i do want to have one copy of all the books that the games are based off of all in like one little library okay. section um yeah. love it but yeah it's it's for a little project that i i will not discuss and <laughs> nobody knows about except my family so yeah <laughs> I think it's so funny that you say that you only read five of the books and at least two of them were because of us. Yeah, it is true. It's so true. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, I read Satin, the Clean the Satin Mask and Shadow Ranch just for this podcast. <laughs> we, we, will definitely, we definitely need to have you on for another game with us, Hugh, because... <laughs> uh, I, will, I will talk about these games all day. It's not even funny. Like, it's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> Well, we appreciate the extra knowledge because, I mean, 
I, I swear, every time that I talk to you, I learn something new. <laughs> I'm not even Megan, too. It's like with the little tidbits you put in, like in the episodes, Megan, is it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I know so much about Nancy. And then I swear, I talk to you guys and I get schooled every time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're a little test, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of it though because then you guys are learning and whoever else listens they learn a little something too that's yeah. true it all, it all works out that's true that's the goal mm. yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening to this week's episode of river heights buzz podcast you can find us on instagram at river heights buzz you can email us at river buzz at gmail.com you can find us on facebook in our facebook group and on twitter at River Heights Buzz with just one Z. Um, very quickly, can our guests um, say where everybody can find you on social media? Who's going first? You, go first, go ahead. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at nancy.drew.collector and TikTok at nancydrewcollector. And there's other places, but I don't really go on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Instagram at ndwalkthroughs. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Nancy Drew Walkthroughs, and you can find me on my website at ndwalkthroughs.ca. Where there's a lot of cool stuff on there, and uh, that's that's about it. I can confirm there is lots of cool stuff on his website. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there a time or two. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks again. And check us out next week as we dive into the 2007 Nancy Drew movie. Um, I think it's just called Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It you got it, kid. In Hollywood Hills. I'm good. I'm good. No, that is, Megan's got that right. Say that again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said it, it was originally going to be um, Nancy Drew, Mystery at Hollywood Hills or Hollywood Hills or something, and then they shortened mm-hmm. it. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. that. I have a book from the movie that was like in the opening credits. And if you look on the the uh, authentication thing, it literally has the original title on it, which I thought was interesting that they kept it there. <laughs> but I, I think like the, the book that was written, like the book version of the movie, I think I think that was also called Mystery in the Hollywood Hills or something. And I think the... Yeah, I think they that, yeah. Yeah, that little kid's game, the Nancy Drew one for the, the I don't know, the Deej, whatever oh. that little game. I think, I think it had... The leapfrog one, yeah. Um, I think that also had the exact same title as well. Uh, I think I, you're right. I can't remember. But. Interesting. Yeah, See, some places have learning new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you, Megan and Hugh, for coming on with us, and we'll see everyone next week. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for having Bye, me. Bye, everyone. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Megan, you got to stop the recording now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>